0: Welcome to the Fantasy Loners League Podcast. This is your host, Wolfman27, and Week 5 was not kind to me. Now, our last undefeated team was finally defeated, and our last winless team won. Against me, of course. That's right, Sibley the Best not only got his first win, but he also scored the most points out of everyone this week. Lucky me that I got to face him and Chase Claypool who showed me absolutely no mercy and I ended up with my third straight loss. But I digress. We have a lot to cover today so we'll just move right on to our weekly challenge winner. This week's challenge was a leg up on the competition. This is awarded to the team whose kicker made the longest field goal this week. And the winner is Fonette who had Will Lutz kick a 53-yard field goal this week. Congrats, PhoneNet! You've earned this special shout-out and hope you enjoy every second of it. Now, without further ado, we will get into the power rankings brought to you by this week's worst manager, Koiz302. Koiz put a lot of work into these rankings. Seriously. You should see the email he sent me. It was better than any research paper I ever submitted throughout my whole college career. The only thing that you would get knocked on is using Wikipedia as a source because it's allegedly not reliable enough, but still, really good stuff. Anyways, this is a long one so buckle up and here we go. Hi y'all. First and foremost, just wanted to thank everyone for making this such a fun league to be a part of. I feel like a free league with a bunch of strangers found on Reddit has a very low probability of succeeding. But with a huge amount of credit given to our fearless Kamish Wolfman and of course the rest of you, this league has been a joy to be a part of the last two years. Here's to keeping this going in the future. Alright, with that sappy bullshit out of the way, it's time to introduce my long-awaited power rankings. Before diving in, I'm going to give some background on my method. Originally, I was going to do a Fulmer Cup ranking for each of our teams. For those that aren't familiar, the Fulmer Cup is rewarded to the college football team who has the most off-season arrests suspensions slash players doing other dumb things. However, I quickly got bored combing through Wikipedia pages for suspensions and arrests, so I decided to go with something a little more positive. So without further ado, I've decided to rank each of our teams by the pedigree of program or programs where each player attended and the success that they had there. I've come up with five criteria that should holistically measure this, and they are conference type, bowl games won while attending, conference championships won while attending, national championships won while attending, yes, FCS, and D2 championships count, JUCOs do not, and national championships won in school history. I have then weighted each of these with the point value as follows. A Power 5 school awards 5 points. A G5 school awards 3 points. An FCS school awards 1 point. Any other school awards 0 points. A national champion awards 25 points. A conference champion awards 6 points. Bowl games 1. Awards 3 points and overall championships in school history awards 1 point. So, for example, if a hypothetical player attended Penn State and won two conference championships and a bowl game there, they would finish with 22 points. 5 points for being power 5, 12 points for conference championships, 2 1, 6 points each, 3 points for bowl games, 1 1, for 3 points, 2 points for overall championships two national championships in school history, which is one point each. Yes, I know my scoring metrics are arbitrary and you may be thinking that I weighted it this way to put my team higher in the rankings. If I were smart, I would have done that, but alas, I have not. But I do have the Excel saved and all the formulas are dynamic, so if you'd like, I can send it y'all's way and you can change the scoring to see how it updates the rankings. I also should mention that I did take into account each school a player attended. So, if a player attended a D2 school for two years before transferring to a Power 5 school for two years, they would get two-fourths times five for the Power 5 and two-fourths times zero for the other, with a total conference score of two and a half. Overall, national championships were weighted in the same way to get the weird decimal numbers. Additionally, redshirt seasons count towards conference and national titles. But without further ado, the actual rankings. At number 12, Koi's 302 with 187.66 total points. Yes, I ranked myself last in my own damn rankings. No, this was not planned, but goddamn, there is absolutely no pedigree on this team. I came in 11% below the next lowest guy, so clearly I have an eye for smaller school guys. Thanks James Robinson and John Brown. My trade with Fisher did give up Devontae Adams from Fresno State for Godwin from Penn State and Woods from USC, so good god it would have been even worse a week ago. Interestingly enough, John Brown won the only national championship on my roster at D2 Pittsburgh State in 2011. Other than that though, I have the second fewest conference championships won, the fewest bowl games won, and the lowest points for conference pedigree. All in all, not a lot of highly touted programs on my roster. Thank God my eye for talent makes up for that and my team is still great. On to number 11. Number 11 is No Sleep Tonight with 212 points. So to be completely candid, I had originally had No Sleep tied for the 6th spot. However, when checking my work, I realized I accidentally gave Joey Sly 3 national titles and 3 conference titles in his time at Virginia Tech. Clearly that was not right. But yeah, No Sleep's team truly does have a lack of winning pedigree. Only one national title and seven conference titles were won by players on his squad, which is close to the bottom of the list in both categories. Additionally, he is toward the bottom of the pack overall in national championships and school history too. Impressively, he has managed to pull the 11th spot in the rankings while somehow rostering one extra active player than everyone else in the league. No clue how that happened, but don't worry, clearly it's not helping much. Mark Ingram from Alabama leads the way at 59 points while accounting for the only national title on the roster. Fun tidbit, no sleep has players who went to three different Georgia schools on his roster, from UGA, GT, and Georgia Southern. Number 10, Fonette at 226 total points. Apologies in advance to our Aussie friend Fonette. I am unsure how much, if any, college football he watches, so if he finds these rankings a bore then that's a shame. But anyways, looking at Phonet's roster, he is clearly weighted towards some of the more intelligent colleges. Harvard with Fitzpatrick, Notre Dame with Will Fuller and Golden Tate, Purdue with Drew Brees, and Brown, Texas all make an appearance on his team. So clearly he values intelligence quite highly. Sadly, despite the academic prowess of this team, the football pedigree is not as high. This is the only team whose players have won zero national championships, which is quite the feat. However, Phonet's players have combined for the most national championships in school history, so clearly he values historical pedigree a lot. Additionally, big shout out to Phonet for rostering the only Patriot League player in the league. That's Chase Edmonds at Fordham always enjoyed watching him run all over my Hoyas. At number 9 we have Aaron T4 with 243 total points. Now when I look at this roster I see only one national championship won by one of his players. You might be thinking it's got to be some SEC player unless an ACC guy sneaks in there. Nope, it's none other than Traquan Smith taking home that national championship for UCF in 2017. They were the only undefeated team that year. That claim is deserved. Fight me. Aaron is the second in the pack for most conference championships, won with 14, so that's a positive for the team. But he's dead last for overall national championships in school history, so that's less of a positive. Also, random fact that I discovered during my research that I don't think anyone knows yet. Did y'all know Jimmy Graham played basketball for Miami? On a serious note though, Aaron T4 does roster two tight ends and both went to Miami, so clearly there's a trend here. Number 8, Adam Jeffrey, 251.25 total points. Keeping with the trend of good fantasy teams being at the bottom of the power rankings, coming in at 8 is Adam Jeffrey, 86. Big shout out to Kenyon Drake on his roster who accounted for 99 points on his own, more than a third of his total points. Outside of Drake, though, there's not much going on here. No national championships outside of Drake. His squad does account for 11 total conference titles, which is not a bad figure by any means. However, he does rank near the bottom of the pack in total national championships won in school history with only 34.5. He was well represented by schools outside of the FBS with Gallaudet from North Dakota, Tyreek Hill from Gardner CC and West Alabama, and Gallup from Butler CC all attending non-FBS schools. Number 7 Jambrosa with 262.5 total points. Coming in at the 7th spot is Jambrosa. All in all, not a bad performance by any means here. There is just not a ton to write home about. Only two national championships won and 17 bowl games won for this squad and both are towards the lower end of the spectrum. Henry Ruggs from Alabama leads the team in points with 65, which is solid, but certainly not enough to move into a higher spot in the rankings. Jambrosev must really love Memphis running backs rostering Gibson and Henderson, but sadly neither really added much to the rankings point-wise. Two interesting tidbits I learned about while compiling data for this team. Andy Dalton technically won a national championship during his time at TCU in 2010, according to Congrove although TCU does not claim this championship. On the opposite side of the spectrum, Utah does claim their national championship in 2008, according to Anderson and Hester, when they went undefeated and beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Number six, Jmart 05 with 283.75 total points. Jmart coming in at the sixth spot with Jacobs and Gorg carrying the load at 71 and 50 points respectively. Interestingly, Gore won his national title in 2001, while Jacobs won his in 2017, which is by far the largest gap between national titles on a roster in our league. Thanks, Frank Gore, for never retiring. Other than that, there's not a ton to say about this roster. There's a lot of Blue Bloods represented, USC, LSU, Miami, Nebraska, Alabama, but these programs did not do a ton while his players were attending them. Big shout to Robert Tanyan for only scoring one point total for being in the FCS. Him and his program did nothing else. Number five, JDGG at 287.25 total points. Just edging out J-Mark for the five spot is JDGG. He was severely weighed down by having the fewest conference championships won with five. Damian Harris was his top scorer with 102 points, having won two national championships, two conference championships, and six bowls during his time with the Crimson Tide. Are we sensing a trend here? Yes. Alabama football players are quite overpowered in these rankings. Other than that, Butler CC makes its second appearance on the list with Chris Carson joining Michael Gallup as a notable alum. The lowest scorer on the squad was Robbie Anderson with three points, who won jack shit in his time at Temple. Come on, man. Do better. Number 4, Sibley the best with 332 total points. We have finally broken the 300 point range. Congrats to everyone at this point and above. Your teams have at least some semblance of a winning pedigree. Sibley's players won three national titles in their times at college. Derrick Henry at Alabama, Michael Thomas at Ohio State, and Gabriel Davis at UCF. Goddamn I love being able to count that UCF season as a national title. Lots of winning pedigree from those players. On the other hand, Patty Mahomes, not so much. He may have a Super Bowl ring and MVP to his name, but as per this list, it's hard to be worst. With absolutely nothing won in his time at Texas Tech, with Texas Tech having been a historically shit program, Mahomes finished with just 5 points in these rankings, all from just attending a Power 5 school. However, he is only the second worst player on Sibley's squad. Greg Zerline takes the honor of being the worst with zero points. Interestingly enough, his football team's program at U Nebraska Omaha got cancelled after his junior year causing him to transfer to Missouri Western State and the rest is history. Number 3, J.M. Pincus with 362 total points. We're finally getting towards the cream of the crop here. It's nice to see rosters riddled with 5 star talents at Blue Blood schools. Looking at J.M. Pincus' roster, it makes sense why he gave James Robinson away for pennies. Robinson just couldn't compete with all the SEC, Big Ten, and Big 12 talent on this roster. I digress, though. Only one player didn't attend a Power 5 school, and that was Pollard at Memphis. Side note, but God damn it, there have been so many Memphis running backs drafted the past few years. J.M. Pincus' players won five titles in their time in school. However, these five titles were won by five different players of five different schools, which I found pretty cool. Way to spread the wealth around. No crazy performances points-wise on this team, but with four players in the 49-57 to 57 point range, he has an overall solid team. Number two, Wolfman with 395.67 total points. So I said last night I thought it would be tough to beat Wolfman's team in these rankings and I was right. He ended up in the second spot, but quite a bit off first to be honest. Like J.M. Pinkus, Wolfman's players won five national championships in their times in college. However, of these five championships, three came from Alabama, two for Ridley and one for Cooper. So the wealth was not spread around as much. Wolfman's team won the second most bowl games as well, which also helped the squad. Calvin Ridley topped out for Wolfman at 99 points. But players such as Zane Gonzalez and Brian Edwards just did not bring much to the table with each finishing with 8 points. Maybe try not rostering a kicker like all the smart and cool people in this league and you could snag a few extra key points. And that leaves number 1, Fisher Sports with 425.65 total points. God damn it. I saw that Fisher came out on top in these rankings and frantically thought about how I could adjust it so he doesn't come out on top just like he does in literally everything else. But alas, in this case, it's deserved. Like the other top three spots, his players have combined to win five national championships. He is helped by Cam Newton technically being on the team for the Florida National Championship in 2008, although he was redshirting and suspended at the time. Cam also won the Juco National Championship in 2009, but I didn't count that because these are my rankings and I can do what I want. Mainly because I was too lazy to look into Juco stats and history though. But most impressively, his players have combined to win 17 conference titles in their times in college, 3 more than the next best team. It's insane that Fisher is only rostering 4 players who have not won a conference title, two of which went to South Carolina. If there is one drawback from his team, it is that he's in the bottom half of teams for overall national championships one in school history. But I think he'll survive with the top spot in these rankings. And that will do it for Koi's intense stat-driven rankings. Thank you very much. I'm very disappointed that I couldn't come in first place myself. But I will gladly take second and let Fisher have this one begrudgingly. Anyways... To move on here, we have a guest today. It is No Sleep Tonight. He is the last of the league mates that has not yet come on the podcast. Did we save the best for last? I'll leave that up to you guys. Without further ado, give a warm welcome to No Sleep Tonight. And with me now we have No Sleep Tonight. How are you doing today, No Sleep? I'm
1: doing all right. Uh, Just living the dream out here in Texas.
0: That's right. So you live in Texas. You're a Saints fan, which is somewhat close. Uh, did you grow up in Louisiana? Uh,
1: so we we moved around a, uh, a little bit. Just um, not uh, just to head off any follow up questions. There uh, wasn't an army, Brad, or anything like that. Uh, that that sometimes gets asked <laughs> uh, as a follow up, but um, really just uh, my parents trying to find. Um, Coworkers that they actually liked in in job satisfaction I guess so I was actually born in Houston and then moved to uh, Alabama and didn't pay attention to football and uh, then lived for a little while in New Orleans and uh, in middle school my my mom took me to the Superdome and that's where where I got bit by the bug I guess so that'll do it yeah
0: yeah. when did drew Brees start playing for the saints i can't remember
1: i do not remember i want to say it was early 2000s but i may have butchered the crap out of that breeze we'll uh, um, yeah 2001 <laughs> i almost said 2001 i'm ah okay well i'm putting my my fandom to shame here but i had to google it but it is 2001 <laughs>
0: So I dig it you got to, you know, kind of enjoy the entirety of his highlights of the Saints career, right?
1: So uh, I have um and I, I now have to edit myself again so 2001 he was drafted by the Chargers um
0: oh that's when he And then eventually
1: yeah and he was just hanging out as like a backup quarterback for quite a while and and then uh, eventually got traded and and won the job at uh, uh with the Saints so but uh yeah I've I've gotten to enjoy his high, highlights the whole time while I was there in middle school um it was a guy Uh, named Norman Hand who I thought was the coolest because he was ginormous he was just a huge huge player Uh, and I mean I honestly I I think he might have passed away because of uh, being so overweight oh really (laughs) Uh, yeah so since then I I, like he's but I just thought that was the coolest thing and in middle school you're you're uh, you know, the girls are bigger than you. So, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, and a guy named Leroy Glover uh, that might be, have been an all pro name that that might tickle uh, some memory for, for our league mates or, or yourself. But uh, those are the guys I remember. And I remember uh, while we were there, they also played like the St. Louis Rams, like four or five times over like two or three years kind of also kind of drilled into me like, Oh, those guys suck and <laughs> we need to show them who's boss and all that kind of stuff too. So
0: but really so kind, you
1: of, kind of built up like a rivalry against the Rams, even though they weren't in the division. Right. Yeah. Not really even that big of a deal, but, but like, Oh, I, th- I think we got nosebleed tickets to like four games while I lived in new Orleans and three of them were uh, Rams games and two of them were in the same season. Uh, when we kept, like, I think I saw us win one in the regular season, maybe, and then lost one late in the season, maybe, maybe in an early round, like, like qualifier or, or something. Yeah, and then it turned into a wild card matchup that I watched at home. Um, so I don't know how how we played them so much, but that that season it was like three times, and then. I, I guess they just had it on the schedule already for the the following year. I wasn't really paying too much uh, uh, attention to that, the the logistics of it at the time. But
0: Yeah, it could have also been maybe a preseason game too.
1: Um, I, I really don't think so. Uh, but I just remember definitely the, the loss I was there for. Um, some guys standing up, they were like, there was five minutes left in the game and it wasn't looking so hot for us. Uh, and they were they were walking out and they're like whatever we'll see him in the wild card <laughs> and i was like okay so i guess we're not out of it <laughs> that's how i got my news was the, <laughs> the other guys
0: in the stand <laughs> right so probably like early on in your nfl career then where you're just kind of going with the fun of it and still like starting to build your fandom up i think oh for
1: sure for sure um yeah i mean uh, uh, I know with Coy you talked about baseball, but uh, I was, <laughs> I'm still in that early stage of baseball uh, fandom where it's like, yeah, if we go to a game, I'll I'll wear a shirt, I'll wear a hat, I'll cheer for 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 my team, but uh, otherwise I'll probably just check the news afterwards. Uh, I, don't, I don't really want to watch them on TV too much, but that was sort of uh, the the state I was in there too. Was was wasn't catching every game. Uh, it wasn't something I was like waiting for every Sunday. Um, it was just something I was trying to keep up with as much as like, I guess, any middle schooler keeps up with the news.
0: So, so then how did that progress into where you're now in the second year of the Loners League with the rest of us where we all, I think you found the league through the Reddit link I shared where we just got a bunch of fantasy football degenerates who keep blowing up this <laughs> league chat day in and day out. <laughs> How did yeah. you get from where you started where you're very casual to this point where you're at now? Uh,
1: so yeah, I I started getting a little more interested late in high school. Um, I, I never really played in contact sports. Um, I was a smaller guy until like my sophomore year. And then uh, like, I don't don't know, maybe five, eight or something like my freshman year. Um, And we just moving around like that. uh, I had slowly just dropped out of sports and not really paying attention uh, or or not really trying to get on any new teams as we kept moving from state to state. Um, So we finally came to Texas and uh, in high school, I signed up for cross country just because, I guess just trying to be a little more active than I was, but didn't go for like basketball or, or football or anything. Um, because I, I, I think my dad didn't push me into it because he saw me as a smaller guy that was just going to get pummeled. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Uh,
1: and then, uh, I didn't really push for it because it was pretty clear to me as I moved into that school that like, those guys already had their click, and uh i it wasn't going to be easy to like break into that um and then uh I shot up kind of um my sophomore year um and kind of wished i'd i'd done something and and maybe hadn't hadn't taken two or three years off, but I guess started picking up on it as as more of a fan uh again uh more like i had been when i was in middle school um like seventh grade or so um sixth seventh grade and then watching a little bit more and then uh got to tcu where i went to school and that was those were the andy dalton years and i know everybody pooh poohs him in the nfl but he was he was the guy uh at TCU. He was, um, a killer and there was no doubt that he was, um, going to the next level and and greatest thing on campus. So, uh, had a lot of fun watching that. And then it evolved into various leagues, um, with, uh, friend groups that were just trying to stay in touch. Um, so that's kind of where that took off. And then I got, more into this fantasy side of things, uh, it, really trying to, I guess, nerd out because I was on the, the bad end of a few trades uh, just as a novice. Um, <laughs> got taken advantage a couple times. Uh, the one that sticks out in my mind, like I, I really don't remember the players' names. Um, I guess that's how repressed memories work.
0: Yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We yeah. all have to go through those bad trades to get to where we are now.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. But, but it definitely, I like, it was a two for one running back trade. So I definitely wasn't getting the better deal. Cause I was trading away. I, I got like a, as soon as it completed, uh, like maybe two minutes later, um, one of my, my roommates from college was like, what are you doing? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta check all your trades with me from now on because, that's not okay. You just made him, uh, basically I think he won the, the championship that year. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but I was definitely on the, uh, the, the bad end of that two for one trade, uh, all RBs. So clearly there was not like some positional deficit that,
0: (laughs) right. Right. They couldn't be measured.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I just looked at the little, I think it was on Yahoo and they do the, um, comparison for you um and it said technically i would earn more points right because
0: you have two players compared (laughs) to one
1: (laughs) (laughs) right yeah and and i guess they were better than whatever flex player was currently getting played or, or however they calculate that but right so so i just i was like ah doesn't seem whatever i'll just go for it maybe i'm overthinking it and no, I was not overthinking it. <laughs> right.
0: That, that's how you learn. I mean, that's where I think you get got is yep. whenever you just start and you're looking at those player evaluation tools, they're just kind of manipulating numbers in their favor using those things against people like you at the time. we're novice.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so uh, since then, I've heard um, stats never lie, but anybody can lie with stats. That's and, right. That's right. You so, see it every day. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. You see it. I mean, politics, you see it uh, in, in uh fantasy football uh, podcast. Uh, you know, I think part of it, they're, they're trying to make sure that it doesn't come across too uh, bullish on certain players or too um, if everybody's taking the, the cut this player approach, somebody will usually step up and try to,
0: justify their the yeah one, right yeah so yeah.
1: very conscious of those stats when i hear them like ooh there are a lot of qualifiers in that sentence right yeah
0: <laughs> you got the, the most egregious ones are the super cherry-picked stats like in games where they're down by 20 points and it's like you know all this other qualifier information was, yeah wow this guy's amazing but yeah Uh, Yeah. So you said you're in Texas now. I think you might've mentioned before, do you also have a little bit of a Cowboys fandom too, or just saints? Uh,
1: I think just proximity. um, I, I pick it up a little bit. Um, I would argue that I like to watch the Texans more, but uh, all right, but the, the Texans have, have been pretty rough to to watch it's been too easy to turn away from them and just focus on the saints for the last like four years
0: right don't (laughs) blame you for both texans and cowboys (laughs) yeah
1: probably yeah so so the the cowboys i i usually hear it from coworkers and stuff like that because there's just so many fans in the area um but yeah I, i am in the dfw area actually so that's mostly nice. just picking up their their news from from coworkers and whatnot
0: Yeah, I mostly had to ask because as you know, we have one of our new members, Jay Mart, is a huge Cowboys fan even though he lives in California. So, wanted to see if he'd have any other buddies, but he's still all alone <laughs> it seems like.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, if he if he can figure out a way to uh to to get here um for without uh while avoiding airports and stuff, um uh, maybe I could let him crash on the couch if he wants to go to the, to the Cowboys game or something.
0: Well, there you go, j Mark. <laughs> There's your offer. If not this season, you always got next season. And yeah. uh, that actually kind of ties in perfectly because Dak just got hurt. And Andy Dalton, who you just mentioned earlier, is going to be our starter going forward. So I think he's one of the best, if not the best backup quarterback in the league currently. How do you think he's going to fare with this Dallas team?
1: I'm, I'm, if, if, if I was allowed to bet, uh, in, in Vegas at this point, if I was, uh, in the area, I would, I would definitely think he's going to surprise people. I, I think he's always gotten kind of the raw end of the stick. Um, people look at Joe Mixon underperforming, um, you know, one elite wide receiver forever, AJ Green, and he could still perform. Um you know, all these little things that that affect how a a QB would play as well. Um and I think that weak line for the Bengals. Yeah, the 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 weak O like line the non- for the Bengals. not <laughs> Yeah. Has has hurt him and Mixon. Uh and then you just cover AJ Green and he he's he would figure it out <laughs> afterwards, uh, and I—I I know I—I've I've listened to a few uh, of the experts or whatever uh, talk about how, well, maybe it's just primetime games. He just doesn't—he can't quite do it, or he—he he gets in the wrong mental space, or something like that. And, and maybe that's true. Uh, I, I think this will be really telling. Um, just like I—I I also thought Amari Cooper was gonna was gonna. Blow up when he moved to the Cowboys because I thought it was all, well, maybe not all, but I thought it was uh, mostly on Derek Carr that that I mean there just wasn't a connection there. Right. Um, I think Cooper's been a little bit better, but eh, they've also slightly more (laughs) consistent, but still has that
0: kind of boom bust factor. I know sure the the guy that started him last week and only got three (laughs) points out of him Uh while losing to the last winless team in the league, so. Ouch. Yeah. (laughs) That'll happen. Yeah. But um, speaking of that, my bad luck, uh, you kind of in our two years here, well, one and a half years, you've had your own history of bad luck. So last year, you just missed the playoffs. You were the technically seventh seed after you had acquired Zeke and Saquon Barkley and seemed kind of unstoppable and almost made that last second push and then had the conundrum with who do I keep as my keeper, Zeke or Barkley. (laughs) And you took Barkley, which I wouldn't even blame you for. I probably would have picked Barkley over Zeke going into the season two. And first starts off that he's playing poorly because of how bad the Giants O-line is. Then Barkley's obviously now hurt for the rest of the year. I ranked you in our first episode as the number one team, and you're now sitting at 1-4 because of injuries. So my question to you is, is this why you don't get any sleep at night and that's what your namesake is?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's the, the, uh, analysis paralysis that keeps you up at night is, uh, is where that name comes from for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's just, it's been a brutal season for you so far. So <laughs> you think you're going to be able to turn it around, maybe make another late season push here? Uh, I I'm, I'm hoping so.
1: I'm hoping the, that, Um, you know, I've had to rely on McKinnon uh, and, and maybe, you know, don't wish for any, anyone to get injured, but, but there's a chance he, he becomes more central to that offense again, just if there is another injury um, just because of how Shanahan does rely on those running backs so much. Um, And then Aaron Jones may, may come through for me and, and, be all I need to, to carry me the rest of the way. Oh, I don't man. know.
0: He's been so good. Just imagine if Saquon was still healthy and you had him and Jones. Yeah, <laughs> it would yeah. have been
1: great. And and before in the in, in the I guess we'd say preseason period, but there wasn't a preseason. Um, right. I remember weighing like, well, Zeke already got COVID. I mean, <laughs> there's an immunity there, right?
0: Right. Possibly? Like a slight <laughs>
1: advantage, maybe. But but I've I've had success in the past with just trusting freak athletes that freak athletes are going to figure out a way to make it happen. And we saw that maybe a little bit. um, I guess it was two weeks ago uh, when was it two weeks ago or was it this past weekend uh, when OBJ had his had his.
0: 40 yard run yeah that was two weekends ago and I remember it very well because I had faced him in like two or three different leagues that week and he put up all those points in one of the leagues I faced him and Joe Mixon on the same team and that's the same time where Joe Mixon got like 40 points in that game so yeah I lost all those games
1: yeah, it sounds like you can't catch a break either.
0: <laughs> no, I could. I've I've had some bad luck. This past week, at least, was kind of lucky for me. Other outside of our league here, where I lost, I won. I'm in eight leagues, which is too many. Um, <laughs> and I went six and two this past week, so I'm I'm pretty happy with that performance. I uh, Jonu Smith saved me in a couple leagues last night.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's coming out like a monster. Y'all, y'all were joking about it during the draft a little bit, uh, like somebody going to take that uh, was going to take him in the late round, uh, and now I feel like, oh, boy, I just whiffed it. Like, had no clue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, I slept on
0: him. For sure, <laughs> I have a good amount of shares of him, but um, I think that might have been what swayed me on passing him up, at least when it came to me in the draft because I already had so much of Jonu Smith, but mm. I wish I just invested even more heavily in him because he's been great. And he's a lot of fun to watch too. Whenever I get to see a Titans game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In, in one of my leagues, I'm, I'm already like, uh, I've been playing with, with Tom Brady, uh, just cause I typically go pretty late round quarterback, just try to pick up what I can, um, and, and make do. Uh, but, Tom Brady seems so hit or miss and Tannehill's out there and and seems consistently to be performing. I I'm considering picking him up.
0: I I wouldn't blame you. Tannehill won me a championship in a redraft league last year. And I now own a Titans Jersey for Ryan Tannehill and it's (laughs) the only non Packer Jersey I own. And I'm very proud to own it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't blame you for going after him. As far as your team currently is at standing, other, outside of the running back injury and maybe being a little low on depth there, mm-hmm. you've actually got some really strong receivers still, uh, even with DJ Chark underperforming, um, which I love DJ Chark going into the season, so it pains me to see that. But Adam Thielen's been great, and so has Stefan Diggs, surprisingly. He dropped you really late <laughs> in our draft, and he's been Amazing.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I couldn't pass him up. I just because, I mean, there's, there's a history of performance there. There's a track record. I, I and at some point, if you're going to say Josh Allen's going to, you, you think he's going to kill it? I, he's got to kill it with somebody else. So I, I took a chance there and, and it definitely worked out. I'm very happy where he fell to me. Um, but yeah, the, I, I would never have thought in a million years that my Thielen's Thielen Diggs combo there would
0: be uh, you know, carrying me so hard. <laughs> right. And ironic now that they're on separate teams instead of the same one. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, you, you definitely got the bones here. Um, if Sibley doesn't blow up like he did against me last week, uh, you could be set up for a bounce back game. But uh, I would say exercise caution because anytime I think a team is good, like I think your team is good, usually it means the direct opposite. You could just ask Adam Jeffrey from last season. It's a big part of the reason why he came in <laughs> one of the lower positions in the league
1: yeah you you're like uh so so a lot of us came through reddit uh one of the other big subs there is um wall street bets and that community will will someone will post like oh you got to get in on this stock it's a killer look how much it's gone up in the past you know 30 days it's going to keep killing it and almost without fail people in the comments will say uh oh, you got to inverse that. You never trade on what people actually tell you to trade on this sub. And, right. <laughs> <do the> opposite. <laughs> and, and people po- post so many losses. There's, there's certainly an argument for <laughs> inversing uh, the quote unquote research on there. So yeah, may, maybe maybe I need to start listening to what you say and and then start trying to short some of those players, uh, tr- make trades <laughs> whenever you you get a good feeling about them.
0: Right, and that's why I try and give my input as much as possible because I realize how helpful it is to just do the opposite of what I say, but it only (laughs) works when it's other people. If I do it to myself, it never works, so.
1: (laughs) That's right, that's right. My gut says this, ignore that.
0: (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) that never works because then I regret it even more when my gut was correct and yada, 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 so. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, let's take a look here at the waivers for the week. Uh, we're just going to run through them. There weren't that many. Uh, we've really picked the waivers clean. There weren't oh, yeah. really huge injuries, so there wasn't a lot of pickups here. But uh, our top one a, was by – A big
1: part of that is, is that is uh, that we've got those extra IR spots there for, for COVID shenanigans. And, and I got to say, uh, in all my leagues where there was a vote for like uh, – you know, let's give ourselves some more forgiveness. Let's, let's go for more IR spots. Let's uh, do different things like that. Um, I've always said no and lost on all those votes. And I've been the beneficiary in almost all of my leagues for yeah. that forgiveness because certainly uh, I, I'm, I'm counting the bodies that I'm stacking down there. Yeah, well week. then I'm glad it worked out
0: for you in that case. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Phonet, even in his power rankings, mentioned how you barely spent any money, of course, up until last week where you picked up Dearness Johnson. Uh, how did he even do? I, I didn't pay attention to that. Did he do nothing?
1: Uh, he's, uh, he might have been... Uh, I think it was just because it's so barren, it's sort of a wasteland uh, now in the, in the, on the waiver wire that I, I guess I don't really regret spending money on him. Cause there's still potential. Like there's what they showed me in that previous week was that like, there's potential that he gets some, uh, a steady stream of work. So I just got to hope and, and bet when I can find a bet like that.
0: Yeah. I don't blame you. I put in a pretty high bid on him myself last week. Um, even though I am the hunter owner, hunter mm. owner, <laughs> the Kareem, <laughs> Kareem hunt hunter. owner. Right. Um, but yeah it could still work out it seems like he still got some usage last week just didn't put up the big points so um, hopefully that's the case here for Sibley as well that he can get some work out of Fulgram is that his name Travis Fulgram for the Philadelphia Eagles had a huge week last (laughs) week as a wide receiver because they have no healthy options there that's right (laughs) some of our teams but um, I guess the big concern with Fulgram there is if he can keep it up with Alshon eventually coming back, Rager eventually coming back, but with how cl- pick clean the waivers are, I don't blame the pickup at all.
1: Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, it's definitely been an offense that's that's proven they're not going to shy away from throwing it to to any players just because they haven't had play time up to that point. Um, but uh, so so you're always just kind of betting on who it might be, and I, I find myself also in that bet with Greg Ward um, in, in a couple leagues, uh, including this
0: one. Yep. I've probably mentioned before, but I do have a soft spot for Greg Ward. I've got a decent amount of shares of him in Dynasty Leagues, where it's a deeper bench, mm-hmm. but he was one of my fill-ins in a redraft league last year when I was dealing with a lot of injuries, so I've just been rooting for the guy, and he does, he's okay. He does solid. He gets targets and stuff, so <laughs> – I like to see the practice squad player originally just make it and be like a consistent starter, even if it is due to injuries.
1: Yeah. I I do have to say I, um, the Jalen Ragers that where, where I have, where I'd like to place my bet, um, just because he is a TCU player. So I, I, I tried to get him actually earlier today. That was, I talked to you a little bit about that in a, in a text or something. Um, where where I sent uh Jumpin Kiss
0: is am I saying that right? Oh, yeah I guess if you are <laughs> I say JM Pinkus cuz I think it's J. like Pincus. his initials. Okay. But I like Jumpin Kiss, just saying it as uh, one word. <laughs> Got a nice little <laughs> ring to it.
1: Uh JM Pinkus then. Uh yeah. So so um sent him a trade earlier again almost almost shot myself in the foot with a bad trade. Uh <laughs> but Oh man. I uh wasn't able to make any moves, any additional moves, I guess, because um uh Philip Lindsay is no longer out for COVID, no no can't right, can't stay in right. an IR spot. So, and so he
0: I, could I, see some playing time too with uh Melvin Gordon's DUI depending yes, on but I, tested I, out.
1: yeah so so I was like he's gonna be back, they're gonna be in a timeshare because I didn't know about the DUI yet. And so I packaged him with somebody else just to try to get or maybe a couple people to try to clear room on my bench. Um, and I was trying to get Justin Jackson and uh, Jalen Rager soft spot for Rager. And, and for some reason I thought I got twisted up in my head and I thought Justin Jackson was going to have uh, be our full-time guy this week, not last week. <laughs> off the Eckler injury, and um, and didn't even realize he was on buy. So I thought I sent that trade, and I, I guess it didn't go through, or there were some hijinks. I I failed to hit submit or something. So I saved myself with my
0: own uh, stupid moves on the <laughs> on that. Yeah, and what happened was, and I haven't been able to keep track with every single instance of the rescheduling of these games with all the postponements, but. I know that the Chargers were set up to play against the Jets next week originally, which is an excellent matchup across the board. And now all of a sudden they have a bye week (laughs) just from Mm -hmm. consequential. And so across my leagues, I was able to add the Chargers defense in preparation to stream them against the Jets next week. Yeah. Including this one where I could have picked up someone else beneficial to my team. Like in this league, I dropped Mike Williams to pick up the Chargers defense just for their matchup <laughs> next week, and now Mike Williams is the next highest bid on the board uh-huh. here, thirteen dollars. Tried to get him back because he just had a huge game, but I was outbid by two bucks by Fisher Sports. Yeah, I so, see that. I, yeah. I threw
1: some money down too, just just hoping. I, I you know, I, I that six dollar bid is basically there as like there's a floor here. Nobody's getting right. him for zero dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I've got this history with Mike Williams where he's just been like this. He'll have a big game like boom bust and it'll just disappear for a while. But I know Keenan Allen got hurt that game. I just got a notification recently that he should be okay. I mean, they have a bye week anyways, Mm -hmm. but um, it was worth a flyer, especially with all the injuries, to wide receivers this year. For sure. Yeah, that that burned me pretty bad with that rescheduling. So next time I'll just go with my gut and I should just cut Marvin Jones because he hasn't done anything for me this season.
1: I'm holding the bag with him on – in a league as well. So, and, and every time I look at the waiver wire, I, I want to add somebody and I think, is it time to cut Marvin Jones,
0: but <laughs> it's so I, I just tough. can't quite do
1: it. I just feel <laughs>
0: like he'll still have some targets, right. Even if yeah. he's going to keep killing me every week. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, what, what that, that whole analysis paralysis, no sleep tonight stuff is, is, um, but what if I drop him and then he blows up? that would be worse than holding him the whole season and nothing happening. Right. <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> losing to myself is way worse than, <laughs> than than just you know making a bet, sticking with it, and it not coming
0: through. Oh, it 100% is. <laughs> <Because> that, <laughs> that's my biggest issue with fantasy, especially when I make a last-second decision where I w- I've been split all week and then I just flip them last second and it was the wrong decision. That stuff, I it takes me a while to get over.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, Even it's if awesome. I win the game,
0: like it'll be like, oh, you won by point five, and I'm like, this I wouldn't have had to go through all this stress if I just didn't make that decision.
1: Yeah, it, it's all the what ifs that, that come that linger in my head afterwards. Absolutely, yeah. That that's actually what uh what keeps me from trading, and I imagine probably keeps uh, quite a few people from from doing more trades uh, is just that attachment. Um, But, but I've always kind of been into the mindset, like when I am in Vegas and I'm placing a bet, I'm, I'm going to play on my team. I'm, I'm going to bet for them. Even if I don't think they should win, I'm going to bet for my team because I'd rather lose with them than bet against them and lose. And holy crap, how, how would I feel then? So, yeah, that's
0: that's a lot of the anxiety that I think most (laughs) get with trades. And I haven't really I don't think I've made a trade yet this season, um, at least outside of the draft when we were trading some picks back and forth. But uh, I just haven't been able to figure out what exactly I want to give up or what I'm looking for. It's just a really weird season altogether.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and even when I'm considering it and it, it makes sense, logically, I know this does help me. I'm looking at it and thinking, but there's so much chaos this season with, with COVID and games getting delayed or, or, or removed, turned into bye weeks. Like, and I just don't know how that's going to work down the, down the road once we start running out of, uh, like if it happens to the Titans again. I mean, you know, the third time that they mess up, do you now have to factor that into Derek Hen- Henry's uh, potential, like his projections?
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> where you have to be positive about, I try and keep a positive mindset. Okay, yeah. they're now negative, they're able to play a game, and now they're technically past their bye week. So hopefully, they're just yeah. going forward. But obviously, that's not always going to be the case. And we can't yeah. just expect that. But yeah, we can hope we can hope for the time being. And hopefully, with the Patriots now kind of getting over their positive tests, maybe we can start to get back on track. But I'm sure it's just a matter of time before someone else gets infected. Yeah.
1: Well, just to move us back to the, the, the rest of these waiver pickups, uh, the yeah, next yeah. one is, is Jimmy Graham and, and Logan Thomas. How do you feel about that one?
0: Yeah, so we got Aaron T for five bucks. And he switches out Logan Thomas and gets Jimmy Graham back. I like it. Um, I was big on Thomas for a lot of this season because he was getting like a ton of targets every week. But the problem was they were all bad targets because the quarterbacks <laughs> can't throw. Whereas right. Jimmy Graham, as much as I would trash on him for his time on the Packers, and I still do think he's pretty washed, but he still has his moments. Uh, I watched the Bears-Colts game, I think it was, the other week. Or no, it might have been the Bucks game where he had that nice one-handed grab for a touchdown. So he's been scoring. They've been looking at him in the red zone. As far as tight ends go, they're all pretty much a nightmare. So I like the pickup.
1: Mm. Yeah, it, I mean, again, that's sort of a uh, – he's an older guy. He's been passed around to quite a few teams. But, uh, you know, when you see something like that, when you see the one-handed grab, you've got to give credit where credit's due. There's still some still some juice left, and and he's uh, he's not done just making plays happen.
0: Right. It's like you're not fast at all. You can't create any separation. <laughs> but if we get close enough to where you can make a significant catch, maybe you can still catch it.
1: Right. And that, that close enough is just a little bit further away than, than it might be for some other guys. And
0: right. Right.
1: Yeah. Logan Thomas, I, I, I want to root for that guy, especially since uh I love the new Washington football team name. Uh, right? <laughs> it's, it's such a good, I, I, I don't know where you stand on it, but I, I wasn't, I'm cool with them changing it from Redskins. I, that
0: right yeah leaves too. a little
1: sour taste uh, in my na- my mouth as well but but the Washington football team, what a great comeback of a yeah malicious compliance that's that's the phrase
0: uh. it's great, I think it's perfect, I think it's great marketing too, because I think they said it's just a placeholder for now, which is fine, then come back with a cool name, but i'm okay if they keep it this way or if it's just a placeholder because. Everyone's going to talk about everyone is talking about it. I mean, they would be anyways with the name change, but because of how ridiculous it is from just how straightforward people are definitely going to buy a Washington football jersey or Washington football team merchandise just to have it like as a joke, if anything.
1: So oh, I, I've definitely considered it and I'm in Cowboys country and I would get right. <laughs> like spit on or something walking down the street or
0: something. I can but only imagine.
1: It's just cool. It's just such a, a funny name. What a, what a good route to go.
0: Yeah. I'm all for it. I think it was a great decision, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just looking here, then we have going into like the really low bids. We got Frank Gore getting at it for two bucks by J Mart. He's, really the only guy now that they released bell uh which is pretty crazy do you you have any thoughts of where bell might end up man
1: i've i've heard quite a few people talking i mean uh so the espn guys were talking about it and running through a few situations um i really i don't want him to wind up on uh the bears like i think he could um I think there are better places for him Uh, as far as like, well, I have him in a few leagues. So I'm selfishly thinking like, Oh, right. (laughs) Where can he, who's a good, who's a good QB that'll throw to him, but also he'll, he'll be there to run out the clock when they get ahead. Like where, where's the, where can I maximize the bell value?
0: Uh, (laughs) It's kind of hard. There's just not that many empty backfields anymore
1: yeah so so the bears make and they made some good arguments for for the bears um uh in in that montgomery hasn't really um uh, been looking uh like the prospect they thought he was going to be and uh and but for me, my, my first immediate thought was like, how is Bill Belichick gonna win this? Because right. somehow that's everyone's it, first go to is like, the Patriots will get him. It just always turns into uh, like, wait, were they? Is that collusion? Hold on, how did how did the Pats come ahead again?
0: Yeah, how did they get him for a league minimum? Isn't he still on the contract? Yeah, yeah, yeah just that wild. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I will still stick with my prediction of just another guy to add to the bucks. (laughs) (laughs) They have that same kind of syndrome where anyone with a name value, they're just going to try and scoop them up. They got Tom Brady, obviously, which I've talked extensively about my thoughts on that. Uh, they got Gronk who you just picked up for $0, which is exactly what he's worth. Uh Um, (laughs) It's just a fill in anyway. I'm assuming. Absolutely. Right. And, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Leonard Fournette. Now Fournette's kind of injured, hasn't been doing anything much other than that one crazy game, which yes, I did face an opponent that had Fournette that one week where he blew up. (laughs) And um, I could see them making like adding him. Apparently, a lot of people still think they're going to win just because they have Tom Brady. And honestly, the NFC is kind of garbage right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they make playoffs along with the Bears for that for the record. I don't think the Bears are that good either. But they're four and one and there's really not that much competition outside of the NFC West. Yeah. I
1: guess, I guess that's a good point too, is the the other thing for him to consider since he's, he's paid, he's got guaranteed money coming from the jets. um, Is he doesn't, he can, he can take a discount if he wants a shot at um, a ring instead. So he could, he could definitely start looking at it from, he could, he could shop himself around like that. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I've, I've had to uh, rely on Ronald Jones in another league, but I, I managed to trade him. I, I was relying on him because I had Christian McCaffrey and I didn't get Mike Davis. Uh, I wasn't able to get him. So um, uh, I made that trade last week, actually. So that would feel like a – I don't know if I'd feel good or if I'd feel like I, I abused that person if I if I <laughs> traded them – Mike Davis for, for Ronald Jones, and then uh, came out way ahead that hard. If he if he went to the Bucks, I I just think Ronald Jones is even worth even less now.
0: Right? Yeah. And but then you also have to factor in Mike Davis. How long is McCaffrey actually hurt? Will he be back this week? Will it be right. the next week?
1: Yeah so, yeah, so as as the Christian McCaffrey owner, that was that made me happy. It provided security. It was a, a right. nice warm blanket Yeah, <laughs> that I was more than happy you know, to give you're away. You are for
0: sure going to get a good play each week because Mike Davis has been incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but how about timing on this? I just did get a notification from Sleeper about Bell um, saying many people around the league believe the Chiefs might have a say in it because of the fit that he'd have with their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would hate that. Yeah, <laughs> we hate that so much <laughs>
1: yeah i mean he's got he's got three or four talented wide receivers uh he's mahomes has got um ceh are already and, and if you give him bell like now they can just swap them out whenever they you know hey take a break you know this drives bells uh next yeah. one's yours and, I mean, and
0: selfishly as the Clyde Edwards Hilaire owner in uh, our league and a couple others I don't want Bell going there
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, I wouldn't think you would uh it, it definitely fantasy wise the only person that would seem to get an uptick would be uh Mahomes if somehow that's that's possible uh <laughs> already at the high bar that he is
0: right although Bell probably would too because I think anything is an improvement over the Jets at this point.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, the, the first thing that I couldn't believe getting that, that notification last night. And, and first thing I sent to uh, a bunch of college college buddies was like, it it has to be official. This, this has to be a sign that, that, that Gates has, you know, incriminating photos, nude photos of the entire front office. Like it can't be, it can't be just uh you know the owner it's got to be like the whole front office because somebody would have talked him out of it at this point like it doesn't make sense that he gets to keep his job and they're starting to let loose paid star players obviously work in other systems
0: they know that gase is their best bet at getting the number one overall pick so they're just gonna (laughs) stick with them until they get that zero and 16 record and then they'll let them go (laughs) that uh
1: yeah maybe maybe there's some some 4d chess moves uh, coming in like that um but i honestly when they when the texans released o'brien i thought wow they really did it and then my second thought was wait if the Jets fired Gase, the Texans could wind up with G- – No, no, don't do it. Resist. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hurry up and fill that position. Hurry it to-
0: up. Man, the fact that that guy is still going to somehow get a job is just beyond me. I am still baffled by the Jets hiring him when he was literally in their division and they saw how terrible he was with the Dolphins. I, just don't, <laughs> I don't get it. It's just <laughs> crazy to me.
1: Yeah, with, with and, and they've been super hyped on – Uh, you know their quarterback. They've been super hyped with getting Bell. They went out and paid him money. They've they've been um happy with uh the talent they've seen out of their wide receiver. Like you know the past couple years, you've heard all of these rumors about what should work in their favor. Mm, But it doesn't come to fruition. It just the game plan doesn't match the assets in in many cases, um, or doesn't seem to. And I it it doesn't make sense. Yeah yeah and I just
0: I feel bad for Darnold more than anyone I just feel like he hasn't had a fair chance at all because of it I mean the Jets were bad when he got on the team and then they get like one of the worst head coaches ever to try and mold him into a player so if they do end up getting a number one pick and taking someone like Trevor Lawrence I hope Darnold does get traded to a team so he can at least have a shot
1: yeah they they might need to uh he, he might need to start looking at it um like Aaron Rodgers, where you look, you've got to start leveraging your power as the quarterback to to raise a stink and and bring the focus where it should be. The blame should be going on this coach.
0: Right. Although I will say Aaron Rodgers at the time already had a lot of playoff appearances True. and a Super Bowl ring <laughs> under his belt. So I don't know how much. Uh... Fair. Fair fair yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the credentials aren't a on a perfect comp for sure
0: <laughs> right we're like uh oh, we don't really want to lose there and at least not yet but we'll still go and draft jordan love so there's yeah. that <laughs>
1: well but they they had rogers sitting behind uh Favre for a few years didn't they like yeah. wasn't it two or three years that he just didn't see any
0: playing time it was a while it was a while yeah he would only come in like maybe one or two games where Favre got hurt but it would only be that game because was never out for like an extended period of time you would like miss the end of a game and come back the next game
1: yeah so that that that's what I mean I've heard it talked up time and time again is that 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 organization's so good at developing players and they order uh, or they they draft a, a um Jordan Love and yeah it was suddenly like
0: you you think they're throwing away Rodgers? Hold on, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I hope not. He's always talked about how he wants to play late. I mean, obviously that can change in any given year, but mm-hmm. um, he's always said he wants to stay with the Packers. That's like the big difference for me. Is at the time the Packers drafted Rodgers, Favre was just going back and forth on, oh, maybe I'll retire this year, maybe I won't. Rodgers hasn't done anything like that, so I don't think it's similar. Rodgers yeah. fell like the only way it would be similar is if it was like Tua that fell all the way into the 20s. Cause that's yeah. like how Rogers was being rated in that draft. He was, Jordan Love was like, obviously why was he the fourth one drafted? That's about the range he was being ranked too right. uh, behind Herbert Tua and um, Burrow. So, yeah.
1: I, th- I thought it was a, a decent opportunity to make sure they don't, uh, you know, insurance there like the uh, Cowboys did with, um Prescott and And Dalton, um, yeah uh well before that um oh my gosh Tony Romo Romo Romo. right right (laughs) uh yeah Romo I mean it, it wound up paying off before they thought it would have to but uh so they got lucky in a lot of a lot of regards there too but but you still want to feel a little safe that somebody's there for a franchise you've invested in uh, you know, that's the size of the Cowboys, the size of the Packers. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I just would have preferred we
0: went and signed Dalton at that rate. <laughs> <Instead> <laughs> of, uh, yeah. But that's I just- guess. Yeah, they, and 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 there's
1: certainly an argument to be made uh, about him. Uh, you know, throw another wide receiver out there for him, talented, quick guy that, that so can long. make it downfield, and suddenly you've got one of the top receivers in the game that's a little more open than he was, uh, you know, a little less pressured. And you got two options for big plays. So I, I I mean, it wasn't completely without um, uh, I I guess any, it wasn't completely
0: unfounded, but. um, Outside of Adams uh, the only wide receiver on the Packers that was actually drafted was Marquez Valdez Scantling. And he was drafted in like, the sixth or seventh round and obviously he looks like he was drafted in the sixth or seventh round <laughs> so yeah I, that's that's like my biggest complaint is we haven't since Devonte adams he was like the last receiver packers spent like significant draft capital on i think he was a second round pick and it's showing though <laughs> i don't know yeah rogers is making it work so far so now i'm it seems like <laughs> i'm being selfish and complaining about nothing but yeah i still think <laughs> think about good he could be you know (laughs) yeah absolutely so so that's the when when i go visit
1: family in indiana there's there's a one of the uh family members up there um he's a diehard packers fan he's been watching it and if it drifts to football it'll somehow drift to the packers and it'll somehow drift to him getting upset and (laughs) loudly arguing that Aaron Rodgers is a, is an athlete and they've squandered his potential. And and so is it that extreme for you? Do you, do you feel like he was, he was a um, not just a great quarterback, but like a real athlete that that could have done so much more?
0: I, yeah, I do. Um, And I know there's some Homer bias in me too, but just from watching him play, The guy's incredible. I I hadn't seen anyone like just watching from game to game outside of like Russell Wilson and Mahomes now and sometimes Lamar Jackson. But uh, and obviously I know Brady and Manning and stuff. But um, once I first started really, really getting into football, they were starting to get older anyways. They still would have their good games and everything. Like I saw the undefeated Pats season and Brady was great there and everything like that. But Rodgers just would make these throws like off his back foot as he's getting hit things crazy (laughs) like that it would be perfect in like the tiniest window I just hadn't seen accuracy like that from anyone he could do it deep too like chucking it down the field with that type of accuracy it was just insane to me and the guy just wouldn't throw interceptions like because he would just throw the ball where only his receivers could get it and I know in recent seasons when he he's gotten really picky. He's just done a lot of throwaways and taking a bunch of sacks because of it. And that's usually the argument against him, mm-hmm. but, uh, and which I'm glad to see he's not doing that as much this season, but I don't know. I think the guy's just crazy good, but my vote for MVP still is going to be Russell Wilson so far this season, because I just can't believe how many times I watched that guy and he somehow is going to get sacked and he spins around and runs all the way outside the pocket and throws a 50 like, yard touchdown.
1: I mean, he was he was so underrated for so long. Russell Wilson was, and 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 now it's like, I mean, he literally had to double. I mean, you're you're basically expecting thirty plus points from him every game, and and now he's starting to get some recognition from the the fantasy community. Um, but yeah, yeah just, I mean, because we could wild. see
0: it, but it was he was like a boom bust quarterback because they wouldn't let him throw it consistently like they are this season, but. I mean, I would see it when I'd watch a Packers-Seahawks game firsthand. He'd always pull off some crazy crap like that, especially against our defense, because that's where Rodgers has really gotten screwed. <laughs> like, that's one of my favorite stats to pull. Um, like, Brady has had, I think it's eight top five defenses in his career, mm-hmm. and, which is longer than Rodgers, but Rodgers has had one top five defense in his career, and that's right. the year they won the Super Bowl. Like, imagine that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you kind of need a defense <laughs> to get there. We've had sure. so many losses, specifically to the 49ers with Rodgers in the playoffs because we can't stop the run. And then they'd waste every single draft drafting defensive players that just wouldn't pan out. They, wouldn't, they kept Dom Capers as defensive coordinator for way too long. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It just, <laughs> just sucks to see it. It's yeah. a lot like how Peyton Manning was on the Colts because Peyton Manning was incredible and he was the, literally <laughs> for the <whole> years team. <laughs> but yeah. yeah you saw it when he went down and they had curtis painter in there they were terrible
1: absolutely yeah <laughs> no he he was yeah he was definitely um cross sports analogy but but he was lebron carrying the Cavs to a playoff they didn't deserve to be in exactly <laughs> every yeah. year Pey- peyton manning was was something else and they put him on uh that denver team and Got him Von Miller and, and a few other assets at corner
0: and uh, yeah. He, and he that's my whole beef with Tom Brady is not that he he is a Hall of Fame quarterback and he's incredibly good for sure. and talented. Like that's without saying, but statistically speaking, I don't see him as being the best quarterback of all time. He has the most Super Bowl wins, but I think a lot of that is because of the team he had around him. Even though some years he had some bad offenses, I will give him that and he made that work. But the fact that Belichick is just such a great coach and has maintained such a solid defense every year is so huge.
1: Yeah, I have to imagine like that. That was, uh, you know, people give him credit for for um, taking the bonuses and, and and that just seemed to be the the, the that's big too environment the, uh... that that he was a low price but would take the take it on the back end and and try to get me some assets around me um, and see what we can do. And I think. You know, yeah, he did that. He agreed with it, but also the Patriots are an organization that probably also looked him in the eye and said, "We haven't paid anyone for decades." Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? What big paycheck do you think is coming your way? We have time and time and again, they've sold off. Uh, you know, pieces of their uh, offensive line or defensive line. And, and you've seen that person not live up to expectations on other teams. Uh, Wilfork is, is the one that comes to mind for me with the, the tech in, Texans. Um,
0: yeah, Ed, the Patriots are really good at knowing when a player not worth it. And there's a lot of teams that just haven't caught on to that. But the Patriots know when a guy's not worth the paycheck and they let him go. And you typically don't want a Patriots player after they've been on the Patriots yeah
1: yeah <laughs> uh yeah for sure
0: yeah so but brady i will say that is a testament to how good he is too is the fact that like how dedicated he was to winning that he was okay with the paid cut just a, mm-hmm. a team friendly deal that is a big part of why they were able to win those super bowls too because you can't say a peyton manning would be willing to do that or a drew Brees, or things like that obviously aaron Rodgers wants to get paid things like that so sure yeah i'll give that to him at least but um all right we're we are going a little late on time here but before we go i wanted to say so you are the last member of the league to make it on the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was that on purpose i guess i'm part to blame for that too but <laughs> did you want to be save the best for last how does it feel being the very last person to make your appearance
1: no nah, no nah, there's some nerves about it uh recording myself and and um so I've always kind of been someone who, who talks too much if you give them the mic, uh, and, and have, have, I've put my foot in my mouth, uh, enough times that <laughs> didn't, didn't need any, wasn't going to go seeking out any of those opportunities, uh, again. So, um, yeah, this wasn't too bad. Gotta say, uh, I, I guess I, uh, didn't embarrass myself too badly, but yeah, I mean, when when you the chat's blown up and I'm seeing some of the stuff you guys are pointing out, um, I'm deaf. I've definitely missed some of those news uh, bits of news. So uh, I, don't I feel about s- it. <laughs> sometimes like I'm behind the curve, and and you know, if I speak up, then you're just now you're aware of it too. Like <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay to be dumb if nobody knows, but if, if you uh, if you bring attention to yourself and and now everybody knows. Well, that's your fault. So, and while that might be
0: maybe a downside for your fantasy football career, I'd say it's an upside for you in life in general though. That you got more going on where you don't have to worry about every single notification that comes rolling in. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, so it's uh I definitely appreciate it. It's uh it's been fun um to do it. Uh, so I maybe maybe I'll I'll do it once a season or something like that, but yeah that was the that was the reason for the delay is is just the the, the sheer fear uh, I guess or the anxiety again of what if, but what if
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on you're welcome to come back whenever you'd like i mean I, I like to vary it up, so yeah, once the season's great, if you want to go on a second time, well actually, if you ever make it into the championship i 'll make you come back on oh okay <laughs> otherwise yeah. i 'll kick you out of the championship game.
1: Well, here's hoping for that then. (laughs) I'm making a comeback,
0: guys. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your night. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, feel free to poke your head in the chat and admit when you aren't caught up with the news. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Bye.